Previously on Ale of a Time. Really, really rich, intense, um, strong stout. In a bag didn't exist then. Pumpkin mousse with, with uh, caramelised popcorn, popcorn on top. Yeah. And uh, an Australian IPA brewed by Sam Slaney from Thunder Road. Oh lordy, people are going to lose their minds over people that. People are going to go crazy over that. This beer is $45 a bottle, but it will go perfectly with your with your dish. From Luke and Dave and aleofatime.com comes Ale of a Time. One beer story told week by week. Ale of a Time is brought to you by Australian Mead. Australian Mead. Australian Mead. Australian Mead? Uh, Australian Mead. Australian Mead. Australian Mead. I actually look at Australian Mead all the time. You do? I do. Good morning. Good afternoon, actually, Dave. It is. This is a rare PM edition. I, I'm show. actually happy we've shifted the recording from what we used to do, 11 a.m. Yeah. to 2 p.m. because I've had some lunch. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. So mm. have I. And, and it I'm, makes us feel a bit better about drinking beers. Yeah, we yeah. We're not drinking at 10:30 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll welcome our guest, Dave from Mountain Goat. How's it going, Dave? Thanks, Dave. Guys, really well. It's going to be you. it's going to be confusing having two Daves. Yeah, yeah. No. There, there's there's no, no it's too many who's going to be confused by that. <laughs> I'm confused already. Okay. Um, now, before we jump into anything, uh, we've got a beer in our glasses. It's the Rule Forty Seven collaboration from the High Country Brewers Group. They're not actually official no, no, group, no, no, but group, they're, they're all right there. Geographically I related. Didn't bring the bottle in. Um, Why would you? What are the, who are the brewers again? It's uh, Black Dog. Ben at Bridge Road, uh, Sweetwater, and Bright, mm. I believe, are the foursome that put it together. So this one, um, we got this from James, the new sales marketing guy at Bright. Thank you, James, for this one. Cheers for that. Uh, and it's a hoppy triple, I think. Mm. Tastes certainly like one. Um, I think there's Enigma and Summer hops, Australian hops. You know so I'm just tasty? casting my mind back a little bit. I think it's a little bit, I think it's a much more hopped version than the first one. Yeah. I think that was a straight triple last time, wasn't it? I think it? so, I yeah. I can't really remember. Because their tagline is, drink triples, don't ride triples? Something like that. <laughs> I don't get that. Does, I don't know what... Oh, I think you might have it wrong, because when I initially read about it, I got it then. Okay. It doesn't make any sense to me now, so maybe we haven't got quite got we'll it We'll link it in the, yeah, the show okay. notes. <laughs> Sorry, I was cutting you off rudely <laughs> there, Dave, what were you saying? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course, you're you're talking to me because you're the, the other. I day. am the other <laughs> day. So uh, I was just saying it was tasty. You, you, yeah. It's very soft. It's smooth. You, you, mm. you, you can't certainly taste the the booze. Obviously, it's a, it's a big. What beer. is the, the? It's pretty soft. What's the um? Numbers um, on it. The beer is out there by a producer who I hope is listening. She does listen like forty or forty-five percent <laughs> of the time. So that's good. We're just having a look at the bottle to ascertain that this is taking a long time. Uh, I'll snip this. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Six point six percent. Okay. Okay. It's, it's kind of got that little bit of complexity from the, from the, the yeast. I quite yeah. enjoy this actually. Yeah, it's lovely. Mm. Good work, guys. Um, right. So we've got a, a couple of news before we jump into some mountain goat chat. Um, so I, I noted down a couple of things before the show started. Eagle-eyed readers, and I think most people have seen the um, VB parody story that's doing the rounds. If you haven't, I'll, I'll link it. But basically, it's VB. It's a 
saying the VB entered some craft beer awards and won. Um, you know, it was under a different name, and and you know, they hoodwinked everyone, and everyone's an idiot for liking good beer. Um, what are people's thoughts? Because we don't actually have trained judges; we just yeah, go yeah. based on trends and whatever's cool at the time. Yeah. Uh, what I what I find what I found most interesting was how many legitimate journalists saw that, mm. picked it up, and ran with it. Yeah. It was that's what I. I mean, and I guess that's that's what I was surprised by how many people actually thought it was a serious thing. I mean, perhaps I was really really close to it. Yeah. The, the awards and so forth, and I knew that that they wouldn't have been there, and they weren't there on on the night when they said they were there at the Giant Dwarf. Mm. But um, I actually laughed. The mm. first time I, I read it, I thought it was clever. Okay. I thought it was having you know, even someone from within the industry having a, a piss take at, yeah. at ourselves, and I thought it was in really good good, good humour. I thought I, I think I saw it initially when it first came up in Twitter, and I didn't even give it regards. Mm. I, did, I didn't think many, anyone would give it that many regards, mm. but um, the come that afternoon, yeah, there was Twitter a was a buzz. Mainstream journalist, one quite reputable, who contacted VB for comment, so, <laughs> wow, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, these guys would would know, and a lot of them were look seemed a little bit excited to put the boot in. Uh, mm. To be honest, like so that you know, ha, that's a, such a good gotcha, yep. you know. Oh, and then they found out it wasn't true, and they seemed to be disappointed. Yeah, um, and it seems that people were keen to put the boot into good beer. Why do you think that is? Is I it because it's the current wave of service? I think it's people think people outside of it that don't enjoy it probably think it's a fad and a bit much you know um there's that image that we're all drinking crazy high hopped beers and and it's not and 12 percent barley wines which mm. is how mm. we do yeah mm. which we do sometimes yeah at 11 o'clock in the morning when you're doing a podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have um i also i also think it's for for craft beer we're actually on the, the radar now mm. which is kind of kind of the a really encouraging thing in a way they we wouldn't get kicked in in the head if we went if our head wasn't above the, the precipice mm. perhaps mm. and um you know perhaps i'm showing my age i've been doing doing this for 17 or 18 years now and 17 or 18 years a story like this just wouldn't have been possible so i actually look at it as pretty yeah it's encouraging we're actually growing we're on the radar now that is a good way to look at it and i guess you guys would have had that perception more so at the start when you know yeah. you come out with something like Hightail, which even now is still a pretty um, not confronting. But if you're not ready for that, or if you're not oh, used to it, it's going to. When be I mean Hightail Ale in 1997 was the, was the equivalent of a 12% mm. barley wine almost at the time. It was this big orangey a- amber brown ale mm. with hops mm. as well. So it was it was crazy. Um, and speaking of, I guess, publicity for beer, the cover of the New Yorker is the New Yorker weekly, monthly. I think it's a weekly. Hmm. So the, one of the most recent ones, anyway, uh, had someone in a you know, let's say hipsters, for lack of a better word, yep. being presented a bottle of beer at a restaurant, and it's you know, um, I think the title of the article was Hip Hops. So that's that's pretty big publicity. It was it was very specifically a, a Brooklyn thing yeah. too, which is obviously hipster ground ground zero mm. in the world. So I think if you look at it as a, a Brooklyn thing, I think I mean that's what a lot of people consider Brooklyn to be like with or, or without beer, and I think the beer was just a, a partner to do mm. all that. But again, you know, fifteen years ago, a story on craft beer in the New Yorker would would have been absurd. It would have been like a. Hey, what's this weird thing that yeah. this one producer, you know, maybe yeah. Sierra Nevada? What are they doing? Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. And I don't think it's going to go away. It's not going to go away in the states. It's not mm. going to go away here. It's craft beer, so you know we'll be we'll be we'll be around for a, a few years yet. <laughs> I would say a few journalists wanting to put the boot in. Yeah. It's probably not going to. Why do they want to put the boot in? I think it's perception. I think they see a trend and think, you know, we're not into it. So uh, look at these. And I, it probably comes back to the other story that was around the David Chang mm-hmm. article, um, where he said he doesn't he wants to just drink plain, cheap beer, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's I, there was like fifty percent of that story I was fine with. Yeah, but it was when he went and sort of like past the perpendicular into sinking the boots in. Yeah, s- seemingly unnecessarily. Well, it, it seemed like. I, if he wants to do that, it's fine. But I don't know why he'd write an article saying hmm. it was kind of like, "Look at me, I'm going against everyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. different." Um, Look at me being a contrarian. But he's he has beer and food pairings in his restaurant. He was one of the first sort of big restaurants to do that. So he obviously understands <laughs> that yeah. it's good. So, and I think that's that kind of you know, it's fashionable. And I think we, as beer geeks, can be a little bit militant at times. So maybe he's kind of, and maybe that's the the journalists. Mainstream media are putting against that in some way, while you know also having positive articles next to it. So. Yeah, it's fair enough because there certainly are the types that do um, behave oh, I'm objectionably about. Definitely it, one so. of the most guilty of that on on social media. I'll oh yeah, throw out a rude tweet. That's true. Um, I, I think you, I think you do it, it like a little bit tongue in cheek, and maybe context is lost on Twitter for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> look, sometimes yeah. I just want to be snarky. So I would be one of the most guilty of that. <laughs> S- snarkiness has its place, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, with charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fun. Eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> next thing I've got on my list is the Craft Beer Industry Association Awards. That's the right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. making sure I had that right in my head. Yeah. Uh, but you're reading it, so how was it? Well, I had CBIA. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, they're, yeah, they're, we called it the Craft Beer Awards. Yep. And uh, it's much better. Easy way to go. Yeah. Our CBIAs, so we, we we like to make things as simple as we can. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So you used to be the chairman of the CBIA. Yep. 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 Um, so were you, were you involved in the awards? Yeah, yeah. I, I was on the I was on the committee, the technical c- committee, all, all the way along. So so it was Brendan Virus from from Feral, yep. and Chris Mack, Chris Mac Mac McNamara, the yep. executive officer of um, CBIA, and Chris, the wonderful Chris Chris, Chris Latham. Yep. Who is a who is um has been heavily involved in the in the Great American Beer Festival and the World Beer Cup yep. competitions for uh, you know 15 or so years so she, her her knowledge around craft beer awards is as unsurpassed in this in this country I mm. would say so it was great the, 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 the four of us worked through that we probably started working on that really uh, over 18 months ago I guess and we had hoped to get the first one up but by the end of last year but, but we just kind of ran out of time mm. and, um, better to I guess not rush yeah, the first one right that was our that was our thought yeah mm. and we did this one first so we got 280 entries which we were completely stoked about we thought sort of to get 150 to 200 in our first year this is also we, we didn't have any draft entries in this year just just with, with, with the logistics we just mm. wanted to keep it really simple first crack and uh, to get two two hundred and eighty ent- entries uh, from eighty odd breweries, I think we we're, we're we're stoked with that. So we think we've laid a pretty good yeah. foundation. And that's you know it's quite a high number of eighty breweries. Mm. You're talking about fifteen years ago, yeah, years ago. That's absolutely. A, that's unheard of. Yeah. Uh, would have been unheard of. So, yeah. um, and the the big winner out of that was Modus Operandi. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I think we mentioned their shows on their beers on the show recently. Um, 
Yeah, we, we at least drank at, them at recently. Boat Rocker, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they. I was really impressed with their beers, so mm. it's good yep. to see them stepping up. And it was more. actually the first time I'd, I'd had had their beers, so oh. I was part of the judging panel too. Yep. So I would have had them not not, not knowing, not knowing right, and then okay. um, and found out they they they'd won with you know a couple couple of their beers did did really really well. Mm. And, um, so yeah, we were lucky enough great. to get a friend meal some down. Yeah, and so we tried some and pretty pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Mm. And just the most stoked, happy guys and girl you, you'll ever meet. That's with beer. great. They just, you couldn't punch the smile off their face, obviously, on the this Friday night of the awards. Um, hopefully I get this out before, I think, next week sometime, there's a takeover um, of their beers at the local tap house oh, in Melbourne right. and in That's Sydney. Right. So if you haven't tried the menu are in Melbourne and Sydney, Do perfect. yourself a favour. Yeah. Um, yep. I think from memory, the Red IPA was... was Red IPA was great. I like that, mm. da, the lager, the dark lager as well. That was well it was I think that was the, the champion. The Amber uh, Ale was called... Um, Former tenant yeah. one, and then I think one one of their IPAs won mm. for, for best the IPA I think or best pale ale. I'm not sure. I'll put I it on the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> but they're very tasty though. So yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, highly recommended. Uh, all right, what's next on my list? Don't know why I'm asking. Was you it Tazzy? Yeah, Beer Lovers Week in Hobart uh, starts today when we're recording this. So hopefully I get this out in time for people that are in Hobart that might not know about it. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you'd know about it, but. Um, tell a friend. There could be one or two in yeah. Kuala Lumpur coming across. May, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe there's someone that has a friend in Hobart. Whatever, it's coming up, um, and and it looks like there's a, quite a few good events. So um, I don't know much about. I haven't read much about it. What does it look like shaping up as? Um, off the top of my head, there's a, a couple of, sort of tap takeovers and dinners and, cool. and things like that. L- last year, I looked at a lot of, and it looked really good. Um, and I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind heading down for this one, but time and money get away on you as they do mm-hmm. mm. it's the season f- for it I mean we, we had we had Sydney Craft Beer Week a couple of weeks ago and it was WA Craft Beer well, WA Beer Week I think they call it mm. last week and then there's events on in Canberra this weekend and then yeah it happens when it warms up a little bit yeah. isn't it nice being in a lovely dark little <laughs> awful studio <laughs> while it's 32 yeah. degrees and sunny outside yeah. <laughs> um you're saying it's not nice, Dave? Because it's really hot out there. I don't it know. is warm, actually. Yeah, I was on the bike and uh, I wasn't enjoying myself. So <laughs> I think we're, we are expecting the, the Melbourne cool change this afternoon. So may, maybe, yeah, maybe when we get out of the studio, it'll be, it'll be over. beautiful and breezy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the final thing I have on my list, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to the Australian Beer subreddit. I don't know if, if any of our listeners, uh, hopefully some of them do use Reddit already. Um, so that's reddit.com slash r slash osbeer. Uh, people can sign up and post beer stories. What sort of beer. stuff have we seen up there lately? Um, there's a, I I've looked at it, a weekly what are you drinking thread where people discuss what they're drinking each week. Okay. There's been some pretty good discussion in there. Um, it's, it's interesting seeing what people around the country are drinking from week to week and a little bit of discussion about it. Uh, right now there's a discussion about dating on beers. Uh-huh. So what breweries have what bottling dates and, and you know how far before their best before date they're bottled and so someone's making a bit of a list about those um, that's useful yeah very useful mm. uh, people will just post beers that they've got or events they've got coming up um, it's not super active you might get a couple of posts a week but yeah there's a good little community there so if you're interested in now that we've given it a mention it's uh, be flooding in right yeah. there's also <laughs> a, a home brewing subreddit as well for Australian home brewers uh, I can't remember that off the top of my head but I'll, I'll put a link to it as well so if you're uh, sitting on your computer check them out Alrighty, let's uh, take a short break and we'll come back and chat to Dave about Mountain Goat. Very good.
some of the stuff that we've missed. All the gold is gone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we were just talking off mic, and we realised that we're having a good discussion, so we thought we'd do it <laughs> on mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got Dave from Mountain Goat here, and we wanted to, to chat about Mountain Goat. As we said off mic, we don't really, we're not going to run through the history of Mountain Goat. I'll put a link to maybe a Crafty Pint story or a, um, an interview you've done in the past where it's been covered before. But we want to talk about, I guess, well, where Mountain Goat is now. Um, and the first thing I, I, I guess we were talking about off mic was how much we were enjoying Hightail, or I was enjoying the Hightail, which is your flagship beer, mm-hmm. um, on the hand pump last night. Yeah, well, cheers. I'm, I'm ha- Handy just, just, just had her, his or her. We're not sure whether he's a boy or, or a girl yet, Handy, but I yeah, think, I think of he's kind of way, bit phallic, yeah. so I think he's going to be a bloke. <laughs> and, Andy um, and Randy. Okay. Yeah, so Handy, the hand pump, made his debut last night, last on Friday at our place. We, we, um, we bought this hand pump and it just looked so much like every other hand pump, so we've kind of tarted it up in... Um, so we grabbed a, a keg spear and we put a spray ball on, on the top and we put a side glass halfway through it and we filled that up with malt and we've and we've covered it with stainless steel. So it kind of looks like a a bit a, a bit more of an industrial brewing machine rather than a, a ye oldy worldy English hand that's, pump. It's a good point actually because every single hand pump does look the same. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. And sitting next to your your Randall, um, yeah. it looks quite similar. There's that yeah. metallic either sight thing and yeah. yeah. So. It's a bit of a, a feature on on the bar. I mean, a, a, a lot of people perhaps that come that come to our place may not have never may not have ever had a, a hand pulled beer, and they might you know at least ask what, what that thing is yeah. on the bar. Have you ever the, have you thought about like putting uh, the same beer through the Randall and the hand yeah. pump so yeah. you could like showcase yeah, abso- the different absolutely. service? That was really beer. a key thing with yeah, okay. with the Randall to start with to really show people, I guess, the effect that hops have on beer. You, you can't really add bitterness to beer through a Randall, but you can really show people what what hops do to the flavour of beer. And I think uh, having the, the the hand pump there as well would be if we could have Hightail regularly kegged Hightail, then Randy Hightail with some more Cascade or Galaxy hops, and then a and then a, f- a full on hand pump wanted to be great. The um, on the hand pump last night, I. I Reckon the malt came through almost as coffee. I think uh, okay. was what I got from it. Um, it was the first. Oh, it's interesting you say that because I remember I got a really vivid beer memory during one of the good beer weeks where Tom Delmont drove us from the brewery to well, I don't know somewhere else and <laughs> passed around a few room temperature bottles of Hightail. And it was a completely different beer, and it was that sort of coffee sort of mold, mm, and the hops yeah, right. came through really okay. intensely, and I just that sort of like burned in my memory. Just that was yeah, the first right. time I I always liked like liked, liked Hightail, but that was the first time I went, wow, this is okay. pretty. I think it was really before. brewed and and designed. If you, if you look at the, the recipe, it looks like a real ale beer, mm. like an English style brown ale, almost. So the, in in the design of it, um, it's really well well suited to being slightly warmer and being being pulled rather than pushed yeah, out sure of the enough. I also, uh, drinking it cold as well, it still has, I think colder, it has a real crispness to it. So I think, I mean, I've said before, it's kind of a chameleon of beers to me. Mm. It, it suits summer and, and winter. Mm. Um, I think when, when when you pull it through a hand pump, you reduce the carbonation, the malt can, tends to, to, to come out a bit. And mm. I think that's that adds to the, the, the fullness and it reduces the, the, the hoppy, the the, the 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 late bitterness that that kegged Hightail has. You, that beer is seventeen years old now. Is that yep. right? Wow. Um, what was the decision at the time to make a, 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 a amber ale? You know, that's yeah. 
Well, that was our the the an amber ale was was my epiphany beer. I was I was studying in the U.S. at at the time in the early nineties, and I drank a Liberty Ale mm. basically, which is not that am ambery, but it has it has a real malt ca- character, and it's quite a, a hoppy floral beer at the same time. And I, that really knocked my 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 socks off, mm. still for want of a better term. But that a beer could be big, characterful, but yet really sessionable mm. at the same time. So I, when I came home and these beers weren't around anymore, I had to make it myself. So and I and I, and I didn't want to make a yellow beer again. Mm. And when we when when Cam and I got together to, to really sort of put the business plan together and to, to come up with what the first beer was going to be, we just decided that it wasn't going to be a yellow fizzy lager so mm. that amber ale that sessionable hoppy but malty amber ale and that still is it still your highest selling beer or is no no it's not it's actually just been taken over by, by summer ale oh really yeah, the so summer steam ale is our point. biggest yeah. seller yeah. so, so summer ale has just gone bananas yeah and is um, racing even maybe towards steam ale yeah. at the moment but um, yeah Hightail's num, num, number three I mean it, it's growing still it's still doing its thing mm. but um, it's not it's not doing what you know, it's, it's being outpaced yeah. a little bit by a couple of other beers, which is a bit sad in a way. Yeah, I for think me. trends. Um, you know, I guess a lot of people are trying craft beer for the first time at yeah. the moment, and uh, steam ale is a really good one for that. Um, and the summer ale, you know, you guys have kind of bottled lightning in terms of finding that time to get a can into the Australian market um, and that that style. Are you are you surprised at how it's, how well it's been? Yeah, I t- totally. We we actually we nearly put beer in a can the, the, the year before last. And we just didn't think that, that it would be worth it, that, that, that there would be an audience for it. And so we we didn't, and we thought we'd do about a third of what we actually did last s- s- summer, and yeah, enough to make us confident enough to, to bring it back for forever now. So it'll be a permanent... So what changed in those 12 months? Was it some of like the imported cans from... Because in that year, I think some cans came in from America. Mm. Um, I think we just... just just grew some balls (laughs) said come on let's let's do something we should I wish we had had have done it a couple of years ago because it was would would have been would have seemed even earlier then I mean I know we we were were early in the piece but you know we we certainly went the first Mm. and there were craft cans around but I think if we had done it a year earlier it would have been even you know it would would have been better for us I think Mm. but hey before we stray too far from Hightail um I, th- I can't. It might be more than a year ago now, but you did that uh, barreled series of the triple hightail yes. and the regular hightail. Yeah. Oh, they were great. That yeah. particular, the hightail in the Chardonnay yep. barrels was so amazing, and I'm just thinking, if that was pulled through the hand pump, that <laughs> yeah, would yeah, be all right, freaking unbelievable. We've so, actually, yeah, on we're, behalf we're, of beer geeks, we're, we're playing around with some some lark or whiskey barrels mm. at the at, at the moment, and some bigger beers. Um, so not so much t- t- sour beer. But um, but but whiskey barrel imperial imperial stouts and barley wines at the moment. So, it, it, depending on how, how that goes, once those become empty, we, we, we might put some hightail mm. in those for sure. And wine wine barrels and 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 beer, especially um, higher alcohol beers, t- t- to me don't 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 seem to go as as well as lower alcohol beers. So perhaps that that hightail like yeah, because that was has more legs. Yeah. It was a real accident too that. That, that Chardonnay and Shiraz barrel um, hightail. We had some, for some reason, we had 
perhaps not enough kegs to, to, to fill a run or something, but, but, and, but we had these sort of six barrels lying around. And it was, it was either going to be a matter of dumping the, the beer or putting them in to find, find something to put this, this beer into. And we just whacked them in these barrels. Am I right that the Pinot, was it Pinot the barrel you No, know, there was a Shiraz, oh, Shiraz, a couple of Shiraz and a f- four or five Chardonnay. Yeah, so am I barrels. right in saying that you put triple hightail in the Shiraz yeah. and the Chardonnay? It all became a bit of a blend. So yeah. we had a few triple hightails in a Shiraz barrel anyway, just sitting there, you know, doing doing their thing. And we thought, well, hell, let's, um, let's take that and we'll use the other stuff and we'll, we'll make a blend. Hmm. So I think the Shiraz became... We blended the the Shiraz hightail with the, the triple hightail. Pretty sure the Chardonnay barrel was straight hightail. Mm. What did you get the barrels for initially? If um, they were just sitting around, we'd um we we put Rapunzel in Chardonnay barrels a couple oh, of, of years course, before that's that. Right. So they were they What's were kind of sitting around. Rapunzel was a it's our Belgian it's our Belgian triple oh, yeah. that we've done maybe three times. Yeah. Now it's been a, a rare breed in a bottle t- t- twice. Yep. And the first time was was, was just a keg. Mm. keg. It's really a Duval. It's our take on Duval. I just love that beer. It's one of my it's one of my desert island beers. Yep. And um, so I just wanted to have a, have, have a crack at it. <laughs> and and how do you think it holds up to Duval? I th- well, I, it's not Duval. You know, we could never make that beer exactly. But look, yeah, I'm very happy with, mm. with the way that beer c- c- came out. I know I've drunk um drunk it before, but I. I can't really remember it, Dave. You yeah, yeah, I've had it at the brewery before. Really enjoyable. I do remember that that barrel tie tail, the Chardonnay one. They yeah. had that real. Um, I really like Chardonnay barrels for. for was, that lighter that, beers. was that the night that? Was that the night that Rockwell were in? No, it was a different. Was night. that not that one? No. Okay, I'm getting my. We are. We've we've had Rockwell in two times, and they were both launching the the, the cans. Oh right. Because okay. it seemed to us that fried fr- oh, yeah. fried chicken and a can of. of, of Beer seems to seem to go. It's something that I really like. Now the brewery's open Wednesdays and Fridays. Yep. Um, we were there last night, and I noticed the crowd. It's probably changed in the years that I've been going. Okay. Yeah. Um, still really busy, and and it seems like a bit more of a, I would say a non-beer crowd. People, you mm-hmm. know, families okay. um, chatting and, and enjoying it. Um, it seems like a family-friendly space as well. Is yep. that something that you, yep. you guys are trying to push? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, I've brought my family along here yep. to the recording of this. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's really important for, for us. Beers, a, a, a social thing. You know, f- for so long it's been a blokes thing. It's been a you know, it's been a swilling activity, and it's really, you know, there's so much more to, to the social aspect to beer and family is really Im- Im- important mm. to, to to Cam and and me where we we both have kids and and I I think the nights themselves actually. Go th- could go through a, a series of stages. Mm. Um, there's actually a childcare centre around the corner f- from us at the brewery. And I think a lot of dads do the the Friday pickup, <laughs> and the kids can come through, ha- have a pizza, give the kids a raspberry lemonade, you know, a couple of pots for the, for themselves, and dinner's done. Mm. You know, and they move on. And then sort of sort of at seven thirty, between seven thirty and eight thirty, the crowd c- 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 kind of changes. Perhaps it becomes a bit bit younger, a bit less family. But I think the beer geeks tend to come in on a on a Wednesday yep. rather than a Friday. I would say as well. I mean, there's the, the, that's when we run our tours, mm. and it's less busy, and there's more likely to, to be a, a brew a brew going on for a start, or yep. or, a, or, or a brewer or a series of brewers around mm. to have a chat to about beer. So, I think the 
all the big X still come on a Friday. I think them you're more likely to see them on a Wednesday. I reckon. Yeah. So in all the times that I've come, the thing that I've always noticed is like you've maintained a really strong local uh, crowd, and I I think that I noticed that there were a lot of uh, like tradesmen and local yeah. like from local businesses there. Yeah. But it's so busy. What, what do you think the, the the draw for the locals has been? Because you're in sort of like a obscure sort of yeah. little side street. Certainly, certainly off the the beaten path. I think that's part of it. I think there are a lot of apartments that have that, that have been been built in the 17 years that, that we've been around. I think we're a different space. We're a very relaxed space. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd like to think it's because the beer is, is awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, there's no one thing. There's no one m- magic thing we're doing. It's a, it's a series of things. It's the bar staff. You know, the, all those guys are great and they're knowledgeable about the beer. Hopefully the music we're, we're playing is good. If there's a food truck in, you know, that's that's serving good good food. Mm-hmm. And there's something d- d- different every single week on tap, you know, whether, whether it's something different in Randy. Well, we've got a hand pump now as well. So, you know, hopefully every time you come, it's a, it's a slightly different experience. How long has the bar been open there? We moved there in March 2004. Okay. So just over 10 years. Before that, we, were, we would have our open nights in our old brewery in Crown Street, which was the street literally behind North Street. And we do that once a month. And those things were, those nights were bedlam some nights. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. so you've sort of built busy. that sort of thing. So when you first opened in 2004, yep. was it as busy? Well, maybe not as busy, but was it um, drawing uh, a crowd? It, was, it, was, it wasn't as busy as those one, those first first Friday of the month nights because I think pe- people used to, because we weren't open every Friday or even every night, they would just leave, leave it in their diary and they would come and they'd meet once, once a month and then, you know, there's no other opportunity. So mm. I think there was a bit of pent-up anticipation for those nights. You know, some nights there'd be two, three hundred people there, and we did, um, I think we did t- 24 kegs in one night was our, oh. our, our biggest selling night. Yes. And, you know, you'd get there, I mean, these guys would get there, and they'd stand in line for, t- for 20 minutes for a pint, get their pint, just, just get back in line again, and <laughs> wait 20 minutes again, and there'd be a 10-minute wait for the, for the toilets, there'd be a 15-minute wait for a, a pizza. So it was pretty... Crazy, and I mean, when I look back, it wouldn't have been a, a pleasant night out for, for me, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wouldn't necessarily choose that. But obviously, there was some sort of a buzz in the air, and you know, we were doing something different. There wasn't another craft brewery doing that sort of thing. I think there's that um, people really like going to breweries, right? Like, it's, yeah. even if you're not a huge beer fan, a brewery is an interesting place. There's, yeah. there's machinery and there's stuff happening. And, um, and, like, and if you're a beer, a beer geek or know anything about beer, you know that beer is best drunk fresh mm. and probably in the same place that the beer is made. So if you if you like a particular beer, you're going to be tasting it at its best. Mm. And hopefully you'll be able to try s- something else that you may not be able to get outside too. How long has the Royston been open across the road? Uh, the Royston was a few years after we we got there, so maybe, maybe 2007, 2008. Okay. Have they so. been... Um, on board with craft beer since they opened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Russell had um, he he was kind of kind of interested in craft beer at at the time. So he also has uh, the terminus in North Fitzroy and the the new Forester's Arms in in, in in Smith Street. So he was very into craft beer in, 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 anyway. And when we heard the Royston was coming up, was be, it was available. We kind of put put him on onto it, and 
it's you know we've we've had a great relationship. Yeah, over I was the just, years. I was just thinking really that must good. have strengthened the popularity. Yeah, of, for sure. Um, the brewery because you're getting like a real little crawl getting there now. Yeah, it's really cool with a slow beer there. around the corner yeah. and even Moondog. The Moondog guys, end. yeah, are great as well. So, seventeen years old now. Yep. Uh, you did a bit of a tour around the country for your fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. And did you do it for the sixth? Yeah, it was our fifteenth, and then we went to Cairns. And took some cans to, to cans <laughs> last October. As, as a New Zealander, I, I never say, I always call it cans and everyone's like, what are you talking yeah. about? Sorry, cans. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cans in cans. So that was just a fun, you know, it's just a, it's just a nice excuse to get on a plane and go somewhere else and try to, basically, the, the, the idea behind it was we'd always liked the idea of bringing craft beer to somewhere where it was n- not in its n- natural habitat mm. so we went to, t- to goat island in the northern T- territory for, for our 15th birthday and goat island you couldn't get further from you know hipster fitzroy than <laughs> than uh than you know it's this 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 little island in the middle of the adelaide river it's a two-hour boat ride from darwin mm. and you know if you know, forex gold is what you what what you pour on your cornflakes for, for breakfast, <laughs> kind of thing. And um, so we took up some before the dawn black IPA, some I think we had some Rapunzel and some steam and hightail, and just this place was was a fishing stop. You know, these guys guys have been out all day f- fishing. They could come in and have a beer and a meal, or, or even stay over. And we just kind of camped there for the night. And whoever came on, we just gave them our beer. And uh, some of them really enjoyed it. Some of them didn't. <laughs> but that, you know, so the, the cans in cans was, was was the same thing, like going to a bowling alley in in suburban cans and taking some some um, craft beer up there too. Mm. Just trying trying to convert people because I think there is a beer nerd to some extent in, in all of us. Mm. It's just a matter of how how far you you're going to go with it. Yeah, so I, I think people like flavor and, and things mm. that are fun to drink. Yeah. Absolutely. Sort of breaking people's mindset to being, you know, beer is just sort of functional to actually interest. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to make these guys drink this beer for the rest of their lives. You know, if they wanted, they like Forex Gold, you know, we're not going to take that away f- from them. But here, you know, this is this is something else. What was the funniest reaction or the most negative reaction you had? Did anyone... Oh, there's always the, oh, I'm not drink drinking that shit. And just, <laughs> and spitting it out, and, or it's black. It's, it's like, you know, Irish I, I reckon that, before Irish the dawn beer. must have... Um, yeah, that was that would have caused a little bit of a yeah. Like, that was the one that caused the yeah. best facial expressions for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know there were some guys that just that just got it straight away, and you know the most unlikely types, and say, so, oh yeah, I really get get coffee in in that, or dark, or dark chocolate, or you know this these guys obviously have good good palates perhaps, but just never use them. Mm, but also cans weather summer our cans mm, yeah perfect yeah. That's what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> and if, are, you, are you currently selling beers up there now? Yep. yep. And they're going all right? Yeah, for, for sure. Nice. For sure. It is a hard, it, it's it's a harder sell. I think in Queensland, and the further north you get, the more mid-strength and light beer mm. you, you tend to drink. I think you drink a lot more beer, I think, up there. So they, they drink a lot lower alcohol beer. So, mm. um, And we're, you know, we're obviously expensive as well. Mm. So it, it is a different thing. But um, yeah, it looks surprisingly well. I mean, we're we're really wrapped with the way the the, the, the summer ale's gone. And you're you countrywide as well. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Um, what's the what is Melbourne, Victoria still your biggest market? Or? Oh yeah, yep. Yes. Mel Melbourne's by far and away our, our biggest 
and prob- probably the the five kilometres north of Richmond and a little radius, you know, that yeah. inner north is our is our, our heartland. Mm. We probably sell you know h- half of our beer, p- perhaps wow. around there. I don't know. <laughs> prob- prob- probably isn't that much, but um, <laughs> it's a lot. But um, we certainly sell. I mean, Perth's Perth's great for, for us. It's a great beer t- town, mm. and and Sydney. The stuff that's happening in, in Sydney at the moment, it's just going bananas. There's mm. there's, there's there's new venues popping up. There's breweries popping up almost monthly up there. I mean, I go up maybe three or four times a year and it's just a new scene mm. every time I go up. And obviously, Modus Operandi have only been on the scene for three months and they've taken yeah. us by storm now. Um, are you surprised at the current trends after plugging away for so long? Are you kind of like, what took everyone else no, so long? <laughs> I'm disappointed it took so, so yeah. long, perhaps, but I'm not surprised yeah. at all. I think we're still lagging behind a lot of the a lot of the countries we would compare ourselves to, like like New Zealand or the States or the UK. Mm. Our craft beer segment, as as a as a percentage of the market, is still really really small, mm. and I think I think we're still playing catch up. Mm. So no, it wasn't a surprise. Um, it does seem to be a lot of growth mm. to, to come and, and, you know, people are sort of saying it's a fad or, or yeah. whatever. But from what I see, like, I'm certainly not going to either go back to drinking you no. know, bad beer um, or different beer. Yeah. Beer, oh, but it's like saying coffee, you know, it's mm. like saying a, a cappuccino was a fad. You know, mm. once you have a, a real coffee, you can't go back to an international roast. Mm. And, you know, once you've had a good good slice of sourdough bread, you can't, you're not going to go back to... Bit of tips up, yeah. So I think it's just a natural evolution of beer mm. as a beverage. What's been the biggest change you've seen over the, the last few years? The, the, the biggest change is the is the the breaking down of the the brand loyalty that there was when we first started. Like my dad used to drink VB, and his dad would drink Melbourne, and never the Twain. Shall make you know when when Grampy c- came over, he'd bring a six pack of Melbourne cans, and they would sit on a different shelf to Dad's VB stubbies or whatever, and they would never drink. They even said that Hightail Ale in our in our early years tasted more like Melbourne than you know. Grampy would say it tasted more more like Melbourne than VB, and Dad would say the same thing. <laughs> I can't split Mel- Melbourne and VB at all. I used to when I worked in a bar, um, you get the staunch people that would drink draft or yeah whatever and you'd i'd end up pouring him a different beer each time yeah and then i said oh, how, you know how your beer's tasting yeah. you know we just cleaned the lines it tasting good he's like yeah it tastes great tonight yeah, yeah. haven't been drinking beer, a beer at all yeah <laughs> um, so i mean that's been huge and that's been part of the reason that crafts you know the, the wedge is being dr- driven in a, a little bit with beer is that people aren't just going to drink one beer all are their you lives. seeing people that are sort of loyal to your brand um, primarily, or do you get sort of you know hardcore oh, fans. Yeah, well, yeah, we've got some some hardcore fans f- f- for sure. But I think I think we would encourage them to you know keep on experimenting, just enjoy beer, mm. um, and hope, hope, hopefully you'll come back every now and again to to, to, to Mountain Goat. I mean, when we're never going to be Fosters or or Lion, that that's that's not going to happen. So we can't demand or try to or try to achieve hundred percent customer loyalty. Mm. That's just not going to happen. So it's we just have to stay as... It's not a good situation for the industry, if no. that's the case either, is no. it? Um, I know as a punter, and we mentioned this on our last show, that 
I'll spend, you know, a couple of months and I'll, I'll have, you know, your IPA or the Hightail in the fridge and the next couple of months it'll be a different beer from yeah, a different brewery. And, for sure. You know, maybe in a year's time I'll come back to one of your beers. Yeah. It kind of, it's part of the fun, right? Absolutely. You know, there's no point drink, drinking the same beer twice, mm. I think. There's, there's, <laughs> there's always another, another beer to try. Yeah. Now, you mentioned barrel aging, um, some imperial stouts and some barley wines. Mm-hmm. Um, is that sort of, we're going to see them coming out in the next year or two years? I would say so? within the year. Yep. They're literally, well, they're going to go into barrel next week, I would say. And they're, they're lark barrels that have just been dis- dis- disgorged. So I don't think they're going to need that much time in there because there's probably a good five five litres of whiskey in, trapped in the oak that's going <laughs> to come out and p- potentially overpower the, the beer if we have it in there for, for too long. Yeah. So I would say it'll be in there for a matter of may, maybe only weeks rather than months. And then we'll probably brew another straight brew and then blend it back to get the right mm. the right l- l- level of, of whiskey. Barrel aging's trickier than I think most people would assume. Is that right? Well, I don't know whether it's tr- tricky. It, it, it either come, comes off or it doesn't, I mm. think. It's kind of like jazz. You know, you, you, you're making this up as you go along. You just got to taste taste it as as you go, and you got to have a feel for how how far you, you you can push a beer. I think in a barrel or, or aging it, mm. and um and that's just I think experience just mm. doing it. And we you know we we by no means have have enough experience, and we we, we want to do this more and more, mm. and just learn on the, the job. But basically, and hopefully, make some amazing beer. Mm. But I'm sure we'll make some. Some beer that may not, may not see the, the, the light of day, <laughs> but that's all going to be be part of the, Do you, the project. Are there, are there beers that you just tip out? Has it happened before? Oh yeah, for, for sure, for sure. There was a there was a, a a brewer in the states who used to say, if you if you're going to be good, you're going to throw away beer. Mm. It's part of the it's part of the course. You know, you're much better off just a beer that you're not ha- happy with, just getting rid of it rather than trying to resuscitate it or save it or, or passing it off as something else. Mm. And then justify it later yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, we're not really so interested in that. But um, <laughs> So it's t- it certainly happened. I mean, if if it's a little thing like we've, like someone's added, you know, twice the amount of hops that, that we should have in a summer ale or a steam ale, we can always just do another brew without that hop and, and blend them together. Mm. And that's, you know, that, that, that has happened in the yeah. past. But you know, if it be is just not right, mm. it's not right, and we're not going to waste our time or um, your time. <laughs> the we should actually mention. Um, I've just finished mine, but we have been drinking a beer through that segment. Yeah, I just figured that we hadn't mentioned it as well. So. Yeah, the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Dave, mm. you brought this one along. Um, everyone, I'm sure everyone that listens is familiar with it. But what's the point of difference now? Oh, we've just seen it come in in uh, pint cans, mm. and it's really fun. So mm. Mm. Um, I'm really enjoying uh, this iteration of it. So um, yeah. It tastes if you see him around, grab very, some. very delicious. Also, yeah. it's um, it's not too harsh on the pocket because I got a four pack. I think the four packs that I got mine from were eighteen dollars, hmm. yeah, so wow. that's pretty handy. For, yeah. um, um, and those those guys are definitely one brewery that um, threw in the early years definitely threw out a lot of beer um, before they even started. I think he was tipping beer down the drain yep. um, to get it right, and yep. I think their testament to doing it right which I think we, you know they've got such a res- such respect yeah. in the, the industry um, yeah. there's a reason why for that I yeah. think. and they care s- so much about the beer in, in pack because they know it goes a-, a long way these days they have a lab 
that's that's just in, in, incredible. It's a brewer's wonderland that place, and they. So you've they, been they, along they, there. Yeah, yeah. I've um, they, they they have a pilot brewery in there that's just just you know you can eat your lunch off off the floor mm. in there. It's just immaculate, and they really just. I think you know there's a team of, you know there's almost a, f- a floor of guys who just look at at, at the beer. They they they, they do a- a- aromatic mapping of the the headspace of in a bottle and you know just some in, in, incredible stuff that we just are so 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 far away from um you're selling your beer on the states now as well is that right uh not at the, at the moment we okay. did for a while but it just um it just wasn't worth the effort and the energy it's at the end of the day pretty tough market i mean yeah yeah there's lots of competition beer's not expensive uh, over there and we are with with, with the freight and, and everything yeah it makes uh, it a tough sell doesn't it yeah yeah so but look it was fun we have a really good relationship with with, with the brooklyn brewery yeah. guys and we still ha- maintain that we went over earlier this this year and brewed, brewed a beer over there with them and that was that that was great fun so we we still do look to, to the states as a bit of a source of inspiration mm. we still feel like they're kind of f- five to ten years ahead of our industry here and you do some regular collaborations with the brooklyn guys it's been a couple now yeah um, yeah was the user saison was that with those guys no no that was well that was a sort of a c- collaboration with the hitachino nespa ah, in, right, in yeah. japan yeah. so yuichi kurichi was out here to judge the the australian international beer awards for the last couple of years and i went over and did the japan beer awards uh the year before last and we just got ch- chatting about doing a brew t- together and i had a sancho flavored beer over there and sancho's kind of like a szechuan mm. pepper it's a oh, japanese wow. it has that mouth numbing yeah, sensation okay. that szechuan has yeah. and i just and i love yuzu juice which is a which is a japanese fruit kind of like a grapefruit and a mandarin cross mm. and i just love that that that's um citrus and pepper mm. um, combination, especially in a Saison. So we had this idea to make a Sancho Yuzu Saison, and he actually brought out a 30-litre cask of Yuzu juice and some Sancho pepper with him on, on the plane last time he came, last May or June. And it finally saw the light of day as a beer, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I mm. guess, it came out. So I had one last night, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, cool. Um, really dry, but it still had the... Saison, like you still had the Saison character, mm. and you, initially it was sort of mostly yuzu that I got, and yeah. then the yeast sort of as it warmed yeah. up, opened up, and uh, yeah, we we drank it pretty quickly. And yeah, it cool. t- took me a while to get my head around it. I think yeah, anything okay. with that kind of ingredient, yeah. you're kind of like, I don't really know what this is until you sort of halfway down the bath. It's very fruit f- forward. Mm. Like early on, the aroma is quite yuzu citrus, mm. uh, but it, but it finishes it very very much a dry spicy mm. saison. So um, and, w- and when we had it in Randy, with San- with Sancho um, p- pepper in little in little muslin bags, the Sancho really came out mm. as well. And after a couple, you actually got that numbing <laughs> sensation. So it's a good beer to have at the end of the night because you don't taste anything else <laughs> yeah. afterwards. After after seventeen years, what's the um, what have you guys learned along the way? What's what have we learned? I think the there was the one. It, don't be don't be afraid to, to to make a mistake and screw up a beer and pour it down the drain. It's not the end of the world. Mm. You learn something from that. But we, I guess, not learnt so much as had had our faith restored when craft beer finally did t- t- take off. For mm. it was almost we were going near nearly to ten years and still kind of 
having to sell the concept of craft beer and then sell the mountain goat mm. as well. And it seemed like we were just going nowhere for a, a long time and we're never going to get there. The States was going bananas. There was great beer coming out of New Zealand. You know, great beer was all around us, but we were just so stubborn. Did that get frustrating after a while? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was that beating our head against yeah. the wall a little bit. Prob- probably more so for Cam, who's in the sales side. He has to, you know, sell it. But, um, yeah, that was always, um, I mean, I can always experiment, but, um, that, that was probably the, the, I mean, it's not so much a lesson, but it's a, a faith being restored. Mm. I think that's, it's great. Mm. It's exciting. So given you've been around for 17 years now, you've seen a lot of people come and go. How do you feel when you see people like Jane setting up? Uh, I think it's great. And I think Craig's moved on. Yeah, as well. Craig. Yeah. Look, I was I was over over in Frio last week doing doing a we did a collaboration brew t- t- together, and um, it's just I mean I don't feel I, I do feel like I'm almost a generation on. You know, I'm not that much older than those guys, but it it makes me feel great that these guys have gone on and they're doing their own thing and in their own way and they're having real s- success and doing it really well. So. Yeah, more more power to them. Just sure. to clarify for our listeners, Jane from Two Birds yep. and Craig the Monk. Is it the Monk? At the Monk yeah. in Yeah. And um, an AG, AG at Mornington Peninsula right, was yeah. a, was a brewer with with us for, for a long time yeah, as well. Great. So yeah, look, it's great. Hmm. It's yeah, definitely exciting to see. I think people coming or have been in the industry within a brewery, then going out on their own and, yeah. and putting out great product and yeah. You know, um, Spreading the love, yeah, it's for sure. Really positive, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, barrel aging um, beers. Um, is there anything else coming up that we should be excited for as, as punters? At this point, there's nothing else on the horizon with barrels. We are we we have got a crossbreed in the pipeline for early next next year, which is which is pretty exciting. It's not with a, another brewery, okay. but it's in the industry kind of thing. So that's that's gonna 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 be fun. That should be hopefully out kind of February, March yep. n- next year. So that'll be the next crossbreed. Um, after the Delmonts just probably coming out in bottle, either either it did hit stores last fr- yesterday or it will be kind of that's, hitting them. That's the West Coast IPA. Yeah. Um, it's the inbreed. Up, yeah, named yeah. after Tom Delmont, yeah. your, yeah. Um, I guess, quite well-known salesman. Yeah, yeah. Um, on road goat. On road goat. <laughs> we like to, to, to call him. Is, yeah. he, is he excited that he's finally got a oh, deal yeah. with his yeah. head on it? <laughs> totally. <laughs> he's beside himself. And he's got a figurine. Yeah, he now can actually be beside himself. As well. Yeah. He's, yeah, he can yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> he can be either side of himself because we've got a few of them made now, surrounded by himself. But no, he, I mean, he, he's great. He's been a part of part of the fabric of goat for. for for, for a long time now, he's obviously really well known. Mm. Um, beer, beer guy, you know, he's not not afraid of a, of a hoppy beer. So when it came his turn to make a beer, it was a no a no brainer, really. Whose idea was that? Was that yours or his or the West Coast IPA? Yeah. Oh, we've been doing inbreeds for a while, like, yeah. like but it's just been the the, the, the brewers yeah. have been doing them. Like um, the Naz has been around for a couple of years now, yeah. and we had the the, the Mike and the, uh, the Bogan, of course. Um, but you know this was I've our first one outside the, the brew house. Craig's always been one of the ones. Yeah, and then the Craig too. Yeah, yeah. So, we, were, we were discussing that one the other day. Was that always on Nitro the Craig? Uh, no, the second. Second one. <laughs> doing a fist bump. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Nitro is something that we don't see much of. Yeah, really. We we're looking at doing 
it's a nitro version of, of Hightail, actually. Yeah. It's just you're like you're Coming pandering out. to me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you still get in the brewery every day and, and brew? What's your uh, no? Look, look less, less, and less. Uh, I'm I'm shuffling paper mm. a lot more than these days. But I mean, most 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 of the recipe to development of the crossbreeds and the uh, and the rare breeds uh, are me at the end of the day. The, the quality control, it's, you know, the buck stops with, with me. Mm. Um, the the fun stuff and the brewing stuff is coming together with with, with, with someone else and coming up with a, with, with a beer and devising a recipe and see it see it then in your glass. Mm. And um, I mean that's that's what inspires me, and that's what I try to try to spend most of my time on. You know, come coming up with innovative beers and and ways of doing things. Do you have a favourite beer that you've brewed? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> like picking a favourite child? Is uh, that the yeah, answer I mean, that everyone gives us? <laughs> Hightail high is obviously a sentimental favourite. Yeah. Um, Rapunzel, um, I've really enjoyed it over the years. But the one I'm drinking at the moment on tap is the Yuzu Saison. Hmm. So at the moment, it's that. Ask me in another week and I'll have a different <laughs> beer though. That's great. That's uh, I think the same with probably anyone. Yep. Most yeah, people drink your beers enough. as yeah. well. It's the same. Uh, I don't have any more questions, Dave. Do you no. have any? Do you want to have a little break? Let's have a break and we'll come back and uh, fire off some recommendations. And wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for to give us a signal. Oh, there right. it goes. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Now, we've uh, had some discussion over these recommendations because we hadn't planned them. I was unprepared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, I think we've come out on a good side of, of having some good recommendations. Dave, do you want to kick it off? Yes, I will. Um, first, beer recommendation. Um, I'm going to recommend the uh, Victory Primer Pills, which has come in just recently in one of the more, more recent US shipments. And just a cracking New World Pilsner. Mm. We had it at the Gertrude Hotel um, what was it last Friday or something like that yep it's not important when it was uh, <laughs> and it was just magnificent it was a sunny afternoon it was exactly what I wanted mm. and it tasted great that beer and they had another Pilsner as well that we had did they yeah I think so um, but the next day I looked in my fridge and I thought I don't have any Pilsners I want more like it's a style that I guess I haven't given much love to over the years mm. you know it's kind of a and you also really enjoyed the um, New Zealand hopped Pilsner at the nest did you not yeah two birds New Zealand hot pills mm. was, was really good as well cool um, so mm. good weather for it mm. absolutely other day mine is going to be a beer that I drank last night on my ride home from f- from the brewery Hap- happily the moondog brewery is on, on my route home and I stopped in for, for one and I had a latte jed in there uh, which was a 7.7 percent I guess a gold nail would be the style of beer, but it's got coffee infused, so sort of re- replaced part of that the the aromatics where hops would be with 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 coffee, and it was mm. really great, very very drinkable for a seven point seven percent ale. So yeah, enjoyed that, and it helped my ride home. Well, I think <laughs> yeah. the caffeine wouldn't exactly. have hurt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I they're always got something interesting at the brewery yeah. there, so I. I Really should get there more. They're very excited about their new bottling line too. So mm. if you if you go in there and ask to, ask see. to see the bottling line, <laughs> they'll they will show you for sure. Great. Um, 
So my recommendation is the um, Durank beers from Belgium. Uh, they do the beers that we got here at the moment. There's a Gers Creek and a the XX Bitter. All of them are really good, and I don't think they get enough love in the Australian market. They're really, um, really good. The XX Bitter on tap is fresh. When it's fresh, it's just really like exactly it's a sort of a Belgian style IPA and um, nice and fragrant, nice and yeasty, just really, really good. And yeah, the Creek is one of those reasonable, reasonably priced ones. You know, it's not it's not going to I guess change your life in terms of it's not like a Cantillon quality, but man, in terms of still really good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, probably unfair to say it's not Cantillon quality it's still really quality and it's Mm. delicious so yeah good work non-beer Dave non-beer well you may have worked out from some tweets we've sent out recently and our intro to this show that we've been listening to the Serial podcast so that's going to be my recommendation because what what is the Serial podcast oh thanks for asking Um, (laughs) it's uh, a what would you call it a true crime investigation I guess yeah it's a I guess investigative journalism told over a series of podcasts. Correct. Over uh, the investigation of the handling of a murder case Mm. in Baltimore. And um, it's just grippingly presented. And whenever I get the little notification on a Friday that there's an item waiting for download, I get a little bit excited and it makes me happy. So um, I'm all in. It's kind of weird. I I get excited on a Friday when I see it on my my phone with my podcast updated and it's a story about a murder and you're sort of hearing the story of the people's lives involved and you think oh, it's a bit weird that I'm excited by it <laughs> but yeah, that, I am still excited yeah I think it. I guess there's context r- yeah. related I mean I think you get excited about wanting to know the next mm. pieces of information rather than the details of the gruesome murder itself yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's a, it's a good one and if you're not I guess if you are into any sort of podcasting whether you like podcasting or even journalism this is just a yeah, but example. even if you're not like a podcast fiend, I'm assuming they're this is to yeah, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. All right, forget. If this it. is if it we're your only podcast, make serial your second, second podcast. No, make it your first one. Yeah, no, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's yours? Uh, what's your non-beer? My um, non-beer recommendation: we went along to the Voodoo Jerk Truck. Oh, we did. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show before, but I'm going to mention it again because we went there. Um, it's on Smith Street in here in Melbourne, and it's uh, behind sort of two bars and a warehouse, um, and they've put a little fake garden and it's got a little um, caravan there. You walk up and they're playing some hip-hop. and It's, it's uh, upstairs from Los Barbudos, yeah, is that right? Yeah. yeah. And you can get some... You, you got wings, I got a burger. Um, our producer got a burger after she tasted one a bite of mine and couldn't... But just like outstanding quality yeah, food. It was really, really good. I want to eat it. Yeah, now that I'm thinking it. about it, <laughs> I can do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out. Dave? Well, well after hearing that, that, that you guys had someone recommend a piece of meat the other day, I'm going <laughs> to do. I'm going to recommend a piece of meat and the butcher to get it from as well. The um, there's oh, I live in Clifton Hill and on the Little Queen's Parade shops there's a new butcher like a real butcher and he's called the, the butcher's block and he's got the aged um the f- aging hanging a lot of gnarly look, looking meat in there and i was finally brave enough to, to get some r- ribeye the, the other day at vast expense p- put it on the, the barbecue drank an amber ale with it and it was just sublime just mm. so that would be my recommendation, a cracking not, recommendation. not like tonight too oh it's perfect 
spending a little bit more money on, on a good yeah. cut of meat is, is worth it, Just right? melted. It was like mm. butter. Man, I'm, I'm hungry now. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Why do we keep doing these food recommendations? I'm hungry every <laughs> single time. <laughs> let's, um, let's wrap it up. Sure. We should say, we mentioned in our, in our sort of cold opening, the Australian Mead um, bought, bought the show. So we've started a Mead blog um, after, well, we decided before we spoke to Moonlight Meadery that we'd do it. So we've got a couple of... sort of captured our interest and yeah, piqued our curiosity. So we're going to put up a few reviews and a bit of discussion about mead. Uh, we don't know much about mead. We're That's kind of the point, though, because yeah, there's such little resources out there about mead at the moment. We're yep. going to try and make one. Yeah, yeah. And so we've got some coming from Tasmania in the next couple of weeks, which we will drink and review. And, um, yeah, if you know anything about mead. I think review is the wrong word, given that we've got no critical <laughs> type of <laughs> I'm assuming most can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Profile. Yeah, profile. Um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out of the time. Yep, we can get uh, on Twitter at Australian Mead for that particular account. So you mm. can get me at Melba Dave. Uh, Luke is at Ale of a Time. What Dave are your plugs, Dave? We're at, at Goat Beer on t- t- Twitter. I'm Dave Gota on t- t- Twitter. We're on Instagram. and. Have you got any Facebook events or anything coming up that you want to uh, mention? Nothing in particular that I can think of right now. It's it's Christmas. It's the lead up to Christmas for us now, so our our heads are down. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. And we're just making as much beer as as, as we can. At Pumping the out that summer ale, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, well, let's also say thank you to Toru Haida for providing maybe some interstitial music for this episode and some theme music as well. Well, um, yeah, I don't know about this particular episode. Depends how we do it, I guess. You'll know better than I. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Anyway. Ah, I'm confused. Um, iTunes, rate us, rate us and review us on iTunes. We've got a new review this week. Thank you uh, to the person who did that. Um, they gave us five stars and a little, a nice comment. So. How good do we feel? Yeah. I like I like getting a, a, a new rating or a new review. Even if you don't mean it, give us five stars. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Thanks, yeah. Dave. Thanks, heaps, guys. <laughs> <laughs>